Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDowell, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome to the Jamil Show. <laughs> Sounding good, Jamil. Where are we? We are very stylish here. Sounding good, looking good, feeling good. Uh-huh. Feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah? Well, I got wet on the way here. This <laughs> Monsoon season. In a good way. Oh, oh, you're talking about rain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Raw Johnson. <laughs> John's, no, it's, uh, John's referring to my new porn name, which is, <laughs> which is Raw Johnson. Red, white, and blue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's very American. Yeah. That's why it's red, white, and blue. Right. He's also fat, right? <laughs> According to our pre-show uh, conversation. It's part of the deal, right? It's fat? a BN requirement. It's fat or he's fat? He, him, oh, your okay. your alternate persona. P-H-A-T. Sure. You know what's fat is this uh, publican beer from uh, our friends down in uh, San Diego. Society. Yeah. What? What what I'm, I'm having the social kitchen uh, pilsner. Oh. That's, that's what I'm drinking, too. Delish. That's quite nice. I'll tell you what else is a delish and quite nice. And and. PH fat is Pretty Northern Brewer. There you go. Our fine sponsor. I actually I was, uh, just, I see you just got a got <laughs> I got a I got a killer deal. I had a better one coming up, but you took it right away from me. Just on <laughs> just on Sunday, I ordered uh one of their Maelstrom uh they got a, a new uh stir plate. Oh uh, nice. uh and it it'll hold like a five gallon carboy. It's got a timer, forty eight hour timer on it. Sweet. It's got you know multiple speeds. Oh, uh, so this is for your professional. Uh, and uh, uh, hey, this I think for for your average home great. brewer, this is great. You can put a carboy on there. Yep, yeah, uh, put a carboy. Make a big logger starter yeah. or something. Five or, liter, whatever. It'll, or it'll make handle, a beer in three days. It'll handle any any size. And then uh, they had a twenty percent coupon. So I got that thing. Whoa! Uh, on, for on like a hundred bucks, wow! Plus seven ninety nine shipping. And the family, you know, they get seven ninety nine shipping on just just about anything, including that, including the the Maelstrom uh, stir plate. So I was, I was quite huh? I was quite uh, pleased. Yeah, and you probably oh, got what three days. What's a stir bar look like in that thing? Uh, well, you know, whatever whatever <laughs> like stir bar you a want, dumbbell, or but it's got you know really strong magnets, so it keeps that it thing do, you know uh, latched can, down. And, yeah. uh, timer and everything. It sounds nice. There you go. Yeah, yeah you could set it. You know, set it to run uh, while you're. Gone at work and have it shut off, or you know, uh, you don't have to worry about oh, you know, I can remember to shut it off. It heats it up too, which is nice in the winter time. Yeah. So, uh, uh, check them out northernbrewer.com. They've been sponsoring the show, paying for it so you don't have to. Check them out, uh, maybe pick yourself up a maelstrom or, or whatever. Pick whatever you want, uh, they have everything. If you sign up and you, you become a customer, you get coupons like 20% off. Like every week. Know? That's nice. Yeah, how'd you get that? Well, that's there great. There you go. Hey, I just uh, you I, I pay attention that. to my email, and I uh, oh, when, was already right. mem- mentioned sale. Check your email. Raw Johnson's all over it. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. That's the way to work it. Speaking of what, uh, what <laughs> else Raw Johnson's all over is uh, uh, our, our style today, sweet stout. It's sweet. Oh, yeah. I actually had to like go through the stout category and be like, "What stout do you use for a 
a milk stout. Right. Milk stout, sweet stout, it's uh, synonymous. Right. Um, back in the not too long ago, the uh, U.S. Uh, federal would not allow the use of the term milk stout. Was it like a lactose the, thing or something? Yeah, like, the, well, the they word, thought customers would be confused, right? Yeah, that, that there was a <laughs> chance that uh, people would would buy the milk stout and give it to their small infant children uh, because they are because uh, it's America. Typical and, uh, contempt for the American public. <laughs> uh, I was raised on milk stout, right? So um, America, yeah, that's. Uh, but some somehow somebody convinced them otherwise, and so now you can call a beer a milk stout. So, I was happy to hear that uh, Heretic is brewing one. Uh, not yes. a lot of people are. Yes. No. We, we, you not are. Huh? When, yeah. when, did this, when did this happen? Uh, Update. I don't know. Like four or five weeks ago. Is it on the shelf? Uh, it's in the fridge, baby. Yeah. Have yeah. Some tonight. <laughs> right. It's at the tap Score. room. Yeah. Certain select accounts throughout the Bay Area. Nice. Uh, you'll find the milk out. So would, would, this will be a commercial example that we'll taste later, right? It is... Commercially brewed, it is a milk stout, so I would call it a commercial example of a milk stout. Perfect. Yes, indeed. And it's on Jim, Jamil's personal style guidelines. Which yeah, it's are, on his own style. Right, it's arguably more examples. influential than the BJCP <laughs> style guidelines. You can download the app, too. I would say if we had a judge, it'd probably score higher than most of the beers on this list. So there you go. Well, especially if I was the judge. Yes, if you were judging. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you never know. I, I'm an honest sort. I, I will tell you when I like something better than, than one of our beers. Well, your other beers would score high, so yeah, I would expect this one will, too. John, you want to tell us a little bit about the yeah. uh, sweet stout the, the category? Sweet, silky Mother's Milk 13B. Stout. 13B. 13B. Yeah, the style, you know, it ranges from dark brown to, you know, very opaque black. Uh, and in the Roman, you get hints of, like, graininess, a coffee, uh, dark chocolate, I would say. I never... I can never use milk chocolate, but maybe you would in this because it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, milk mm-hmm. stout. But uh, you could definitely get some sweetness, some subtle fruit esters. You know, I think there should be some fruitiness to this from the uh, English yeast used. Mm-hmm. But like a silky, smooth, uh, not cloying, but just like velvety character to this beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the flavor, you know, you get dark roasted malts, hints of chocolate. Uh, you'll get, uh, what else? Lactose, what else? Um, these These flavors will help kind of. Out of silky flavor. Kind of bomb that one. But anyways, uh, overall, it's kind of a sweet, dark, <laughs> full-bodied uh, roasted ale. The, the fruity part is weird. Yeah, the I fruity part. I wouldn't expect that for, to be a, a desirable in a beer like this. Well, you know, all those uh, stouts really are, you know, kind of a British, you know, that, that part of the uh, UK type of beers. And so they're traditionally brewed with uh, more estuary ale or yeast um, versus something, you know, Really clean, like an American ale yeast. Although, I like it clean, but <laughs> John I always likes it clean. clean. Um, well, wash <laughs> often. Uh, here in the U.S., uh, it's common to use, uh, you know, clean American yeast, and um, you know, still, still fine that way. They yeah, just wouldn't have like, a fruity character like an English yeah, yeast might throw. Yeah, not as much. And even on the, the British ones, sometimes you don't get a whole lot of uh, uh, ester character as well. What would you use? I'll tell you once we taste it. I'm dying to know. I'm going to guess English. <laughs> well, it's just coming up here. You're on the right show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? It's <laughs> yeah, like you don't yeah. have to wait very long. Yeah, you don't have to <laughs> die. You'll, you'll, you'll know soon. Um, what about the gravity, though? Yeah, so the English uh, gravities are going to be lower. And 
you know, we tend to make them a little more higher here, uh, but you'll you find them there, I, I guess, uh, you know, from 4% on up. And, uh, yeah, common range, uh, 1044, 1060, uh, finishing gravity, 1012 to 1024, 4 to 6% ABV. I've used 20 to 40, SRM 30 to 40. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, one of the uh, people always ask me when, when we have stouts on, we have porter on, they're like, well, what's the difference between stout and porter? And they're like, you know, stout is like bigger, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Stout could be, you know, much smaller than porter. It it has to do for me. It has to do with the uh, the roasted grain character. So porter, a little more towards the chocolatey, a little more in that vein. And stout tent it has to have a little bit more roasted bite to it, if you ask me. More coffee focused, a little more, more towards the acrid. Right. Uh, versus the uh, yeah, roast. yeah. So for me, I think that's that's one of the key key factors. And the lactose will kind of offset that, right? Yeah, the, you know, I've always said uh, it's like adding you know cream mm-hmm. to your coffee. You know, what happens when you add cream to your coffee? Well, that's what you know, milk sugar is lactose. Right. Um, it's like adding cream to your coffee in a way. Kind of balance, smooth it up. Yeah, you know, mellows it out. Kind of takes edge the edge off. off. You know, sweetens it up, fills it out. Um, it's a nice, nice additive to something that's like coffee. Does, it, does lactose affect the final gravity at all? It does. It does. It's a milk like sugar a that yeah, it, it dissolves into solution, hmm. so it does affect the gravity. Absolutely, it's not fermentable. Uh, not by most yeasts, no. Yeah, um, I think I've only brewed one style once. Brewed once in my life, so mm-hmm. I don't remember the gravities. But well, well, you tasty? Have you ever brewed a? Milk stop? No, I have not. What yeast will ferment it? Oh, I would wouldn't be surprised if uh, Britannomyces would uh, ferment it. Mm-hmm. Never tried. That'd be I, interesting. I can't actually. believe there's an experiment you haven't done. It's <laughs> yeah, right. going. On. I, I, yeah, there's yeast. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just gotta. I gotta assume because you know Britannomyces will finish off just about anything. I, I'd be surprised if it didn't. Yeah, it's not particular about what sugars. It'll eat them all. Right. Right. All right, let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, maybe we'll be tasting these beers. Huh? Huh? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. That's the plan. Right after this. You're listening to Brewing Style on the Brewing Network. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh no, those are non-alcoholic beer. I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. (gasps) It can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, 
the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. Do you support the brewing network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zalishan and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with DeVille. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewing network or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own, the how-to homebrew beer magazine. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ah, oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him from Grog Tags, dude. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. GrogTag.com. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and E. 
Zymer G for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. During the break, we poured ourselves a few uh, commercial examples. <coughs> as few commercial examples as could possibly found, be found. So check this out. We have uh, some listener and beer. And a listener this. beer. Aaron just brought me the guy's notes that he sent with the beer. Look at this. This is one. This is our people. Like six pages, paper clipped together. He's got graphs, that's charts. Awesome. He's got. Uh, that's the best. Did you say charts? Listening charts, not charts. No, charts or something else. Not brown paper for no reason. Yeah, he's got uh, his his tracking of fermentation, and uh, he's got the fridge and the beer, and he's got uh, a nice recipe print out here. Hey, Drew, have people made fun of you your whole life for just being a totally detail-obsessed nerd or what? <laughs> the great brewers. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, well, I've just been trying to keep track of the, the homebrew in detail until I really get it down. So, well, detail check. Interesting. Okay, and there's data. I will say I, I like this recipe. This is, this, this is a nice recipe here. <laughs> uh, I, I think that this is probably one of the best homebrew recipes I've seen for milk stout. If tasty you ask and me, John, just, just looking at this, why just tasting oh, wait the a minute, beer. Dude. What about at the, the one recipe. in your book? Wouldn't that uh, be one of your favorites? Oh, wait. Well, yeah, it might, <laughs> might, might be. Might be. Might be. Oh, yeah. uh, I, found it, I found it in a little white book. So <laughs> this says from the book. Oh. Yeah, yeah. This beer uh, is damn good, Drew. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really cool to have it. A home brewer with like Jamil's beers, same recipe. Yeah, like, the graph the, it's really uh, well it done. shows it on the graph, but it tastes great. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so what we've got is um, Stone's uh, Coffee Milk Stout, ale brewed with roasted coffee beans. Uh, and that. Uh, That's a beer for breakfast right there. Is. Can you read? I mean, oh my God, that is the f- smallest print I've ever seen. This is Enjoy Fresh, uh, 2014 release, 4.2 ABV. 4.2, that's what I thought. Well, that's small, and you can still actually uh, drink it read all day. It. You see what looks uh, like. Uh, it. Yeah, that's amazing, though. <laughs> I'd have to pass it to Scott, too. Oh, yeah. It's more that you guys are blind. I'd have to take it's a picture that we're of it old. And, uh, I'm surprised the, uh, the, you know, out the beverage control board doesn't make them like a certain font size for ABV because yeah, you know how sense. stupid the public there, is. Yeah, there are requirements on font size for certain things. The volume of the bottle, I think, is one. Um, doesn't that the twelve ounces appears to be the, the same size as the the, the government ABV? warning is another. Probably well, the bottle uh, size is special ingredients. Oh probably. yeah, man, I think that's I don't think that's big enough. I don't think that's that's. Legal, I think. Oh, Stone, you better lawyer up. <laughs> better lawyer up, man. Your California Redemption value—they've got a certain size. 
anyways, all right. So Stone's uh, coffee milk stout. We've got Drew's uh, milk stout. Uh, what, uh, based off of what looks like an excellent recipe, uh, we've got the Jewel Malik fifteen uh, percent imperial milk stout. That's what I was told. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, the Heretic Bovine Intervention. <laughs> Stout. What's it called? Bovine intervention. Bovine. Yes. Can you elaborate on what that means? It's like when your cow is addicted to heroin and, you, you know, you got to tell it that its life is being destroyed. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. When you, uh, yeah, you take the milk away from the cow or something, right? Is that what the uh, right. The bovine is cow. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what it means. It what just is the sounded hilarious. It Chris, like Chris came up with the have. name. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Bovine intervention. Sounds good. Oh. Done. Well, well, yeah, he's pretty worried. It may be, you know, we're, look, we're thinking too inside the box. Yeah. It's probably know. something like, you know, animal sex or something like that. It could be. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rod right. Johnson never turned down a movie role. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm giving you permission to use my definition, just if you if you wish to, like you know, sure. in a public setting or. Sure. <laughs> and your definition was. Uh, was that when you have a cow that's a uh, you know strung out and you have to yeah. have an intervention right. to you know get them off addicted the drugs. to milk or something right something like that maybe yeah I don't know addicted to coffee or something. Anyways, well, what's uh, the ABV on that uh, bovine five, intervention? Five, five, two. Five, five, two. Two. five two five two five two five two. Mm. And what about the Drew beer? What is that? Uh, hey, you, it's the on stats. the chart there, right? <laughs> let's check what was stats. it three days Page after five, fermentation started? Uh, I have to get my calculator out. Uh, Verse 7? It, it says so, uh, 5.5. 5. I've got 5.5. Uh, 5.5. Five. Five, five. Thank you, Drew. Estimated 5.92. We actual 5.5. That's so by, I went uh, a little high on my uh, OG from the recipe. Um, so I looked on and found... Uh, like uh, Mackelson's recipe, and mm-hmm. saw that they were just a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go just a little higher on this one, mm-hmm. um, but not much. There you go. And what was your final gravity, Drew? Uh, 1.023. Okay. <laughs> His starting gravity is 1.065. Yeah, how I know that? He sent in lots of information, didn't that? Six pages, I bet that's in there. 0.025, okay. <laughs> Oh, very cool. Very cool. Uh, so what, what made you decide to brew a milk stout? Um, so I, I'm living here in uh, central Pennsylvania. At, I'm uh, a doctoral student at Penn State, and our, our water is super hard. And uh, I think this was my sixth beer, and so I hadn't really been messing with my water at all. And I knew that dark beers were mm-hmm. uh, pretty pretty good for just straight from the tap with a little carbon filter. So, yeah, so I've been... Mostly focusing on uh, the dark beers this past summer um, before I started using RO water. Mm-hmm. This yeah, was, great. This, He's a man with a plan. That's all I have to say. This was your sixth beer, Drew? That's impressive. He's a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, well, I, I got my uh, brewing equipment about this time last year from, from Northern Brewer wow. and uh, started started brewing. So, And then I, I made this in July. So, yeah, I guess. I was doing about one a month. Can you imagine? I have to pull this audio and play it for Justin on the session where the man is entering his 10th year blow, blowing his trap off about, about <laughs> brewing. And you're uh, batch number six. You're competing with Jim Hill over here. He's definitely competing. Well, how, I'm having how trouble many, deciding. I can't, I can't decide either. How many beers have you brewed, Scott? I was wondering that earlier today. The four. Now five. Have you brewed how many any were not since Janice opening the, <laughs> two. the yeah. tap room? 
What? What? Have you brewed any since opening the hop grenade? Uh, ye- no, no. My last. My- <laughs> yeah. Fake that was you fake. Yeah, nope, right run into business. You can only have one hobby at a time, right? So, exactly. Yeah. And, I, uh-huh. you know, I got the artwork thing, too. So that's, uh, that's three hobbies. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The last yeah. one was for the, the Brewcaster Challenge back at uh, Studio DD. Right. Mm-hmm. So in other words, no. No. It's not, eh, no. It's no. It's no. It's on my list. It's clearly no. Yeah, I feel like list. I've been brewing, right. you know, just because right, right. of all the talk. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Drew, um, uh, Drew what is your water profile? What did you, I, this sounds like you did not use RO, but in any case, what what's the carbonate level in this beer? Uh, let's see. It's in here. Um, so we've got calcium at uh, uh-huh. 49 ppm. Uh-huh. Uh, alkalinity is 181 uh-huh. ppm. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to just read all I'm just here, all I'm the... wondering how, what, what, what was your uh, water uh, pH? I mean, uh, did, yeah, know? so I, I mean, it, it estimates that uh-huh. 5.78 okay. um, in uh-huh. the mash. But yeah, I I don't ever take it out of the um, out of the sink, so I don't, I don't know what my pH is coming out of the faucet. Um, you know, and that that can change a lot uh, straight from the faucet from then being aerated. And so, I see. I, yeah, so I don't I don't know. Yeah. Your beer seems like you know it's got a nice reasonable pH. Uh, so I thought maybe you you um, you had it higher in the mash to uh, offset that, or the strike water higher to offset that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's see here. Let's uh, the man wants to know whether he's won the jet ski or not. That's I think right. that, well, that's what he's really waiting for. Well, so I've also so I've been uh, there. There are some aspects of this that I, I maybe I would change if I did it again. So I don't know. I, I did want to talk to you guys about I don't know. Well, I guess your thoughts about it, and then how to maybe change a few of the aspects of it. But I don't know. We we can wait till you guys I'll go for it. Give some feedback or. Well, you cool? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about it first. Yeah, we can talk about it first. Can, that's fine. Or if you want to talk about it, that's fine too. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah. So, I mean, uh, so the first of all, like the the head, sort of, you know, it, it comes up nice tan head, looks great, but then dissipates rather quickly. Um, you know, I, I don't have that in almost any other beer that I brew. I'm not really sure why that happens, uh, and I kind of expect it to hang around a little more for a stout, um, and then it, I. It falls short of creamy. Like, I wouldn't call it creamy. Um, so it, so you know, that was lacking. And then I also get, like, uh, a flavor from it that's definitely in the range of either grape soda to root beer, which is probably, like, esters and crystal malt. But I don't know. It, it seems a little too forward for, for the style. So... Uh, yeah, you know, you you, you have some uh, British examples, and they'll they'll be, you know, they can be range from not so estery to you know quite estery. Um, so uh, I don't know about that. Um, I don't think it's overboard. Um, I th- one thing I pick up, and you know, what would probably be related to all the comments you made is. Um, you know, something to do maybe with the lysis of the yeast. I mean, there, there's like a, at least now, and I don't know how long it's been in the bottle. It might have been in there a long time. Um, there's a bit of a, uh, a little bit of a meaty kind of uh, yeast note in there. But I do get the, you know, a nice uh, kind of uh, estery alcohol thing going on. Yeah, the esters are definitely clean still. 
The beer is clean overall. Yeah, I mean, it's got the, the kind of the grape note. That I see that as well. And when you say grape soda, when you said that, mm-hmm. kind of get that in the back, mm-hmm. the palate just subtly, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't stand out to me because I'm so used to, I don't know, maybe it's a style or just dark beers in general, but I tend to drink them. Most of them seem to have age, you know, and uh, so especially when I drink it out of a mm-hmm. bottle. Mm-hmm. Some sort of like program to accept a certain amount of uh, hmm. dropout of some sort. Right. As far as creaminess, I think it's it's got a, a bit of a creamy to it. Yeah, it's it. got to moderate, I would say. I don't think Especially it's when it's first poured. Yeah. And the carbonation's still in there. It's got a, a viscosity, mm-hmm. um, which comes from, you know, really adding that lactose gives it kind of that weird, kind of, you know, creamy, yeah, it's, rich. It's a dextrins. Did you notice that in, in any of the beers there, Scott? Oh, yeah. In, uh, in, in three of the four... Uh, including the stone beer, um, the sort of acrid coffee flavor that is it's really pronounced too, especially tasting it up against the uh, the heretic beer and uh, Drew's beer. But I could kind of taste past that a little bit with these other two examples and get that creaminess for sure. Um, the uh, the hule or jewel or whatever this is though, um, I don't get any of that. The the malt, it's really hot, sharp malt. There's no no hint of uh, of creaminess in there. Um, at any point for me. Mm-hmm. It's like sharp, cloying black licorice. Hmm. I don't know what mm-hmm. it's an example mm-hmm. of a style of, but it ain't milk stout. So how would you rank them? Uh, distant fourth is uh, Jewel. Uh, the Stone uh, beer at number three. It's damn close between the Heretic and Drew. I, I'm going to give it to Heretic, the win, because... It's like because I'm within punching distance. Because I right, and I you could you could <laughs> blow a fart, you could punch me in the face. Oh, there you you go. Could, there's a many ways you could get back. Don't be pissing off Raw Johnson. <laughs> Drew's yours had like a little bit of a of a sort of lingering sweetness on the finish. Maybe that's the age, but and mm-hmm. it, it, higher gravity too. And it, it's a higher gravity beer. Yeah, okay, well, that makes sense. And, but and the the heretic beer just kind of had that like dry roast finish that really perfectly complemented the whole rest of the sip. But throughout, I mean, they were they were really <laughs> close. These are both really damn good beers. I don't even know if I'd be able to tell the difference if I didn't know which was which. Hmm. Yeah, if you were pouring <clears throat> a pint of one or the other and you weren't that familiar with them, I, I could see it being close enough that you'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Totally. They're yeah. both, like, delicate and creamy and mm-hmm. um, just the right levels of roast and, and coffee. Good mouthfeel. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, John? <laughs> uh, four jewels, yeah, three stone, and uh, number one, I'm going with Drew. Just because I liked how the beer warmed See, up. See, John's not afraid of me. <laughs> he's a lot further away from me. He's on the other side <laughs> of the we desk. We got naked pictures of him? Well, Chris, he hands those out all the time. So. And and I only say this because it, it, there's a little bit more roast characters, a higher gravity, uh, but it had a bolder malt, malt profile, and the, as the beer warmed up, I thought, you know, at first, that 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 silky kind of milk stout character wasn't there, but then it came around as the beer warmed up, and then as Heretics kind of warmed up, I thought it was got a, it had a, a thinner body impression. I mean, they're two different types of beers to me now because of the gravity difference. Uh, Heretics definitely had a, a a more milky, silky flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really enjoy uh, Drew's beer. Well done, well brewed. You're a hell of a brewer, man. Good job. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, tasty? Well, yeah, the uh, 
high gravity uh, julee or jewel beer uh, is good. I mean, I could see having that as a, a sipper at some point, but it's certainly not uh, a sweet stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stone beer, uh, really nice beer. It's just uh, you know a little too you know it's a French roast sort of focused beer. I'm getting a lot of that. So uh, you know, kind of like saying, well, I'd, I'd order a pint of that if I saw it, and uh, was looking for a stout, but I wouldn't. Uh, if I was looking for a sweet stout, I wouldn't order that. Um, <clears throat> then I have the uh, Drew beer as uh, second and the Heretic beer as first. To me, the they're both really good beers. Again, like we were just saying a minute ago, if, if it was on the menu and, and I wanted uh, a milk stout, they'd be both be great choices, and uh, I'd like it and other people would like it too. Uh, the biggest difference I see is that the, the Heretic beer has uh, a much more of a milk uh, character more of a, a lactose character to it which to me like that when i order that and get that that's that's kind of what i'd expect to get and it's you know obviously it's extremely clean and uh popped correctly you know it's basically the uh, brewing classic styles recipe i think brewed to the right gravity because it drew's beer i think because it's higher and the malt sort of covered up the uh, the lactose character <coughs> jim Hill. all right um I'll tell you what. I will tell you why you are wrong. The suspense. <laughs> when we come back from this short break. All right. We'll be back right after this. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit DanStarYeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at DanStarYeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and Enter to win. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monks. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. A few things happened 30 years ago. 
ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that Hop Tech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. Hop Tech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Tonight is the night. Bringing creature to life, Dr. Blitmenstein? Yes, JP Moore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. I want you. The storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's hyperass. <laughs> yes, JP Moore. We will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. <laughs> new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy don't be silly, J.P. We have beer to brew. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of meat on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the meat category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down meat when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to moonlightmeadery.com forward slash BNARMY and use coupon code BNARMY at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. You're listening to Brewing Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and this is Brewing with Style. That's cold. That's just cold there. I take requests. <laughs> I take them very seriously. <laughs> so many requested you cut out, please say? Yes. I don't know. A, a uh, or other names. Well, I'll tell you, you know, what's not cold... Or I'll tell you what is cold it's is uh, Chicago, Chicago in December. But, uh, you know, with the Siebel Institute, <laughs> you do not need to go to Chicago and experience the cold. They have online classes. They're the America's oldest brewing school. They've got uh, cast, 
classes on campus, and maybe you go in June. I don't know. Maybe you go uh, in the springtime when Chicago is lovely, uh, or maybe you do it online. They've got uh, classes on, you know, becoming a great home brewer that will take you to the next level. They've got uh, pro-level classes. they got it all. They've got instructors, uh, some of the top instructors from around the world. They have people like Ray Daniels teaching there. Uh, very cool. So check them out, SiebelInstitute.com. Uh, check them out and uh, see if you find anything uh, you would like today. All right, so All right. we were we were talking about why you were wrong. <laughs> and, uh, Not so I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> let me let me uh, let me get the dirt. I think we, we're all in agreement. The Eula, Julie Hula Malik thing. Um, Malik, it, it, it's sour for one. Um, I get a sourness. Um, I get soy. So it is. It is. It is. Uh, you know, the only thing that's keeping it from really uh, going nasty is that, you know, it's 15% alcohol, but it's still it's still souring. Isn't that so interesting? I did not pick, would not have written down sour, but now that you say it, it's so yeah. obvious. Yeah, it's, it's just a little stinky feety. Um, the stone is nice, like we've said, but, um, uh, you know, a little a little more, I think, a little too much coffee, a little too dry, uh, and, and it's masking any sort of uh, lactose. Not a, quite enough lactose, I think. So it's missing kind of that. Uh, it's it's got a creaminess to it. It's but more it cream. Use, it's use more a little bit more coffee. cream uh, with that coffee. But a nice beer. Uh, number two, I would go with Drew's beer. Um, well, maybe maybe I put Drew number three. Hold on here, Drew. Drew still there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drew, you still here? Yep, I'm here. Yep. Uh, three. Maybe it's going to switch spots with the Stone. Stone's got a lot of. Kind of coconut. It's a style. I yeah, would style. put Drew as number three. Stone is number two. Which leaves Heretic as number one. Um, <laughs> no, but I... And, and here's the reason why. Uh, Drew's beer is showing uh, the signs of age is the problem. Uh, there's, there's a bit of uh, yeast lysis. There's uh, some oxidation in there. Um, when did you brew this? I brewed it in July. In July, and here we are. This is December. Uh, you know, it's to be expected. So it's, it seems like a great beer, or was a great beer. It seems like it's showing a bit, a bit of age now. Uh, roasted beers, they they do tend to uh, resist oxidation quite well. So it's still a very nice beer, but. You know, in this, I have to kind of say, well, you know, we're going to give it to, you know, the position to a beer that's showing signs of oxidation and uh, staling, or are we going to give it to, you know, one that is just slightly off on style, which would be the stone beer, but no signs of oxidation, really well-made beer. It's just a kind of a, a quibble with recipe, but I still think you could call that a milk stout. So that's why I would put the the stone over over Drew's. That would be my my issue there. And then the heritage beer is just that's freaking awesome. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to point. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the growling you just brought over from the brewery right an hour ago, right? It's three weeks old. It's like a, you know, it's like. A... Uh, no, I brought it like several hours ago. It sat warm here right, in the fine. studio for yeah, a while. Yeah, it was warmer than the other ones. Yeah, yeah I don't think it, it got a chance to 
chill down enough. But uh, yeah, we brewed that uh, maybe you know five six weeks ago. Tastes great. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think one of the things it has is maybe a little bit more lactose than uh, uh, some of the others, and that really helps. I mean, it's, it yeah, does, to uh, me, and it seems that correct creamy, for the style rich, too. yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that's how I would score them too. So clearly the winner is is heretic again. Right. Drew, I'll tell you, you know, if uh, if if that damn heretic wasn't in, involved, uh, you you might have pulled it off. Oh, yeah. you might've, We'd have had you'd have had. You might have got the uh, the the jet ski. Oh no, I would have given it to Stone. Ah, uh, you know. Is this the first beer though that that got a number one vote from any one of us? Because that was please number true. one. That's true. That's uh, true. That's I think that is you a first. are the first. I'll, I'll tell you this: you're a good brewer, and the, and the fact Sixth that it's still yeah. it's still clean after uh, six months that's that's a good sign too, or five months. Mm-hmm. That's a good sign too, because um, you know a lot of times people brew something even commercially at 15% and it's sour by the time uh 5 months rolls around so uh you you done a good job on that i think it's a well made beer so drew based on uh, what you've heard so far does it change what you're going to change next time uh no i so i am kind of curious what you think the differences are between the yeast that you use so I use the 006 Bedford British. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you've told us what you used, um, but how Cal do you think ale, it would change between the, <laughs> oh, the with bread ale yeast? Or, you know, right, right. What, I, I like the ester profile that you have. I think that that's, you know, I, I really, in my heart of hearts, this style should be brewed with a British yeast. You, uh-huh. you know, some of that those ester characters go really well with the the chocolatey coffee and and add a, a complexity and a, an interest to it. Um, however, uh, um, you know, you also pick up some kind of estuary notes from things like you know the crystal malts that, that the crystal eighty gives you kind of a little bit of a a fig fruity you know grapey kind of thing. So. Eh. You know, I think Bedford's fine. You pick any one of a, a number of British yeast. What do you, What do you think if you just went with this exact uh, recipe and just use 001? Is it going to basically taste like your beer? Uh, yeah, it'd be closer to it. Yeah, sure. It should lower gravity. Too. And if you get it, and if you can get to lower gravity mm-hmm. or increase the lactose, to get, at least you know, it, yeah, put those more in, in balance with uh, with the original recipe instead of what five. Uh, two, your beer was five or five uh, five. So yeah, get the gravity down a little bit. I think it'll match up better with the lactose character. Yep. Okay. There you go. Good job. Yeah. Thank you oh. for sending your beer in. Sorry, you did not win the jet ski, <laughs> but uh, that does not uh, keep you from playing again. So, well, brew some more beers and send some more in. He uh, he did send. You remember the book uh, we all signed to Drew, the Brewing uh, Classic oh, Styles yeah, yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Drew, we have that, and it's uh, signed by everybody. So I'll be sending that back to you. That that will be your prize. I'll give you your own book back. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. That's, <laughs> thanks, that's awesome. Thanks for sending us beer, man. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Later, Anytime. Nice, yep. nice to have you on the show. Yeah, nice guy. And I'll I'll tell you, uh, I'd hire him as a brewer. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, maybe he wants to open his own brewery. Yeah, I mean, have you? Did you ever think of that? There's his own lab with all that data he's got. <laughs> if he's that detailed and that good of a brewer, six batches in, look out. He can well, still use help, though. Well, sure. everyone can. Brewery. Hey, 
if you need help, I'll Where tell you, you one, one place you could start. Go to the Brewers Association website. Pick yourself up a copy of uh, Dick Cantwell's uh, Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Dick. Wonderful man. Great guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, a, a, a fixture in the brewing industry. That guy has uh, uh, really done uh, some amazing things. More than qualified and, uh, to write that book, yes. Highly. And uh, he's uh, he's quite the writer and quite an interesting guy. He's got a lot of stories to tell, a lot of interesting information to, to impart. And uh, if you uh, get a copy of his book, you're going you're gonna to find out about uh, – the planning and execution required to turn uh, your your brewing dreams into a reality, and uh, I I know that uh, had I had that been out before I opened my brewery, I probably would have picked up a copy and uh, devoured that thing on the spot. So if you want to open a brewery, I would suggest uh, getting yourself. Uh, or if you want to know why not to, this is what, and I and I bought that. I bought one. If you, if you, <laughs> Just so I can see, like, you, holy shit, I'm not doing all this right. crap. Yeah, if you want to know why not to, just look at me. Yeah. Uh, look at Rod Johnson and, and see. Uh, it's a heretic for sale? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything's for sale. So, Tasty, every time you start to, like, once go every to three chapter. months, yes, you think, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe I should. And you just yeah, pop yeah, that book open. Just open it up. Start yeah, that's like, good. Uh, a little self-reminder. <laughs> so, really, everyone out there should buy it, whether you want exactly. to start a brewery or not. Yeah, that's yeah, everybody needs it. <laughs> right. Those that it won't scare off and those that it will. There you so go. you got the balls. Pick yourself a copy today. Let's do this. Let's take one more short break. And when we come back, I want uh, recipes. I want recipes from people. Oof. Yeah? Okay. And I will give you I will give you Drew's Call recipe him. and my recipe at all at the same number. time when we come back. Uh, you know, that would require Bevo to do something. I don't, I don't think she that's really happening. She's listening? No, she's not listening. Yeah, she's awake. She doesn't listen. <laughs> she's barely <laughs> awake. Now she knows we're talking about her because we're looking at it. The mute button's on. Oh, she reluctantly reaches for the headset. <laughs> I can sort of hear you guys through the crack in the door. Um, I'm just eating all the food that I bought for you. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's right. Come in here. You have to do yeah. another if run. If you do want to call in and talk to the lovely people, it is uh, 888-401-BEER, 888-401-2337. And uh, take your call, and then voila. Maybe or maybe not. It'll make it on the air. Who knows? All right. Uh, we'll be back after this with some some recipes uh, for milk stout. Right the best thing to happen to brewers yeast in a century is from White Labs. For pro brewers and home brewers, yeast in the new Pure Pitch Package powered by Flexel technology redefines how fresh your yeast can really be. That's because your yeast is cultured, grown, and delivered all in the same Pure Pitch Package. It's never been transferred and never been exposed to the environment. Pure Pitch is powered by White Labs' proprietary Flexel container, which took six years to develop and is designed to be the best home your yeast has ever traveled in. Just cut open a Pure Pitch package and pitch the purest yeast possible. Learn more about Pure Pitch powered by FlexCell technology at whitelabs.com. And while you're there, sign up for one of the many great classes White Labs offers like Yeast Essentials 2.0 coming up August 22nd and 23rd or any one of their great workshops for brewers, distillers, and vendors. Pure Pitch from White Labs. Six years to develop, refine, and perfect. Two seconds to open. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. 
morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Starting a brewery is not for the faint of heart. Uh, it's definitely a labor of love. If you're not going to give it 100%, don't bother. Brewers Publications is proud to present the Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery by Elysian Brewing's Dick Cantwell. Business plans, financing, sustainability, and more. This book takes you through the planning and execution needed to turn the dream of craft brewing into a reality. Whether you want to open a brew pub or a packaging brewery, learn the professional side of ingredients, wastewater, quality, and how to build the craft brewery of the future. The Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery. Available now from Brewers Publications and BrewersPublications.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Brewing with Style. <laughs> we were in harmony. We are one. <laughs> After a decade together. There you go. You we are got it, one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, I'll tell you, you know, what What other dynamic duo is on the air in the Brew Network? <gasps> Sarar? No. Um, <laughs> me, me and uh, Joe Palmer. Palmer. Yes. Me and my That'd Palmer. That'd be a trio, I guess. Sorry, my bad. I can't count. That's right. Right. Uh, no, uh, we do the Brew Strong Show. Uh, every other week, it is kind of opposite this show, um, and we answer all sorts of technical questions. We cover technical subjects. We cover all sorts of brewing-related things, everything from uh, you know beginning homebrew and what's a boil to uh, pro brew and uh, the progasms and how how to uh, open your own brewery. We we cover it all. Interesting guests. We've had Charlie Bamforth on. We've had. Uh, yeah. um, How long has the show been running? Eight years. 
Yeah, probably probably a good eight <laughs> years. So yeah, there's eight years of archives there. So any topic, any any sort of piece of hardware, anything to do with uh, brewing, right. whether it be home brewing or commercial brewing, uh, just yeah, search on that uh, on that uh, through those uh, archives and uh, get like a nice hour show or even more yeah. on that topic. It's great. Better than that, listen to them all. Download <clears throat> yeah. them all. Well, Spend the next month of your life listening to nothing but the sound like of my months. voice. Yeah. <laughs> if you wake up in the middle yeah. of the night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, yeah. every every event we end up meeting uh, somebody with their spouse, and their spouse is like, oh, yeah, that's that voice. I recognize your voice. <laughs> all the car rides where uh, he, she yeah. and, insists on listening. Hey, honey, you want to go to bed early? Fellow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, let me get my iPod. You're that guy. That's not what I meant. <laughs> That's right. I'm Raw Johnson. <laughs> Raw Johnson. That's me. All right. Uh, recipes. John, do you have a recipe for us? Yeah, I just made one up. Okay. Go. Part of my, please say, classic styles. <laughs> uh, nine pound of British pails, malt, mm-hmm. three quarter pound of roasted barley. Mm-hmm. Quarter pound of chocolate, mm-hmm. three quarter pound of crystal sixty, mm-hmm. and about a pound of Munich, mm-hmm. and then uh, one ounce of Kent Goldings, half ounce of Kent Goldings, last fifteen minutes, and I would do a pound of lactose in the boil for six. Right? Is there a substitute for the crystal for for anyone subscribing to the uh, never use crystal under any circumstances doctrine? Kara uh, Munich? No, that's a little light. Maybe Kara Kara No, that's a little light. I'll tell you, this is one of the styles of stout where you actually use crystal malt. You need it, Most right? Most of the others, you don't. Like dry stout, no no crystal malt. Not allowed. Not allowed. Uh, on this, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, Drew, Drew and I share a very similar recipe. Um, hmm. uh, Ten pounds of uh, a British uh, pale ale malt. A uh, pound of lactose, a pound of uh, black patent, three-quarter pound of a Crystal 80, around that Crystal 80 uh, range, 75 to 80, and a half pound of pale chocolate. Hops, Kent Goldings, uh, at 5% alpha acid, you're shooting for like one and a half ounce, shooting for about 29 IBU. Uh, yeast, uh, you could use the, he used the uh, Bedford British, which is what my re- recipe in uh, Bring Class Style suggests. Um, I think you could also use the uh, Y Yeast uh, 1099. You could use, um, if you want something a little less astery, you can go to the uh, uh, WP002. Uh, and you, you could even ferment it with uh, the Cal Ale yeast. But I, th- I think some ester, some ester profile is nice. reason that Heretic we use the Cal Ale yeast because we use it for. You know, so many other things. Starting up another yeast is just uh, problematic, so I want to kind of avoid that. Mash temp, uh, you know, 151, 152, round in there. Uh, you ferment, uh, you know, like 68 degrees, 67, 68. And uh, voila, you have a fine uh, milk stout. Voila. Voila. <laughs> and you could, uh, um, you know, uh, serve it on nitro, that serve would- it on cask. I've had Dr. Scott's milk stout on nitro. Oh, that was like candy. <laughs> Dr. Scott candy. Dr. Scott candy. I think that adds a whole Suckling element to at that the, beer. At the Dr. Scott uh, teat. Is that what you're saying? Straight from the tit. 
I'm giving uh, the milk of Dr. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> good stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, another fine show. Yeah. We did it. We did it. Done. We survived another one. If you're listening live, stay tuned. We're going to do a uh, show on uh, Christmas spice beers next. Sleigh yeah, bells ring, 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 ring. Yeah, we do some Christmas carols. Can I borrow somebody else's palate to do this next show with? Sure. Can I do it with yours, Bevo? There you go. Get a chicken. Thank you. Hey, those beers can be good, too. Just depends on how much. Too much. Too much. Oh, man. We'll see. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll change my mind. All right. Well, and if you uh, get a chance, check out our fine sponsors, Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. Pick yourself up a Maelstrom uh, stir plate. I did. Uh, check out uh, Siebel Institute and uh, the Brewers Association. And most of all, if you check out the Brewing Network store, there's lots of goodies there. When you buy those things, the profit goes directly to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and helps pay for shows like this. So... If you want to keep hearing us uh, ramble on about beers and things like that, uh, make sure you check that out. Till then, Bruce Strong, everybody. And I'm in.